ESC. A lot going on in WWE right now. Of course, Survivor Series is right around the corner. I hope everybody's having a, a good holiday season so far. I hope you guys all have a blessed Thanksgiving. There are a few people who won't be having a good Thanksgiving right now. Now, ironically enough, I'm rocking my very wrinkled Hit Row shirt that I usually wear to work out. And it's ironic because Hit Row records have been released. I'm not talking about their singles or their albums or mixtapes. I'm not talking about B-Fab, who was unjustly released a, a couple of weeks ago. No, I'm talking about, according to Fightful.com, Ashante Adonis, Top Dalla, and Isaiah Swerve Scott have all been released by WWE. On top of that, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, who you may recall was released and then brought back and exploited in a storyline, only to never be used again, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. And oh yeah, one more big name, John freaking Morrison, whose wife just lost her damn job. Now, I'm going to be very petty for a second, and I'm just going to say that while I don't like seeing anybody lose their job, Jackson Riker is a racist, and he could kiss my ass, so I have very little sympathy for him. So, Jackson Riker, sorry you got fired around Thanksgiving, buddy, but you suck, and you're a terrible person, and you need to take some sensitivity training and, and maybe be friends with some black people instead of posting racist stuff. All right, now that that's out of the way, Let's get to some of the major releases here. John Morrison, let, let, let's just keep it 100 for a second about John Morrison. Phenomenal in-ring talent. The guy left WWE, further proved he was a great worker, was a top star everywhere he went, did some acting as well. He funded his own independent film. Comes back to WWE, has a decent run granted as a comedy guy, then gets slotted to main event after breaking up with The Miz, and never be seen from again. Now, why is this a major release besides the fact that it's John Morrison who could have been a top star? It's a big deal because this poor guy, right, moved from California to Florida with his wife, Taya Valkyrie, a.k.a. what's her name? Frankie Monet, to live there. He didn't have to be in Florida. They were very comfortable in California. As somebody who almost just moved out of state, I could tell you it's not easy to uproot your life and everything else, even if it's for work. So... They moved to Orlando, and John Morrison's there with his wife, Frankie Monet. He's there to support her career. What does Debbie do? They fire her. Then what happens? A couple weeks later, Debbie says, hey, let's fire John Morrison. And now you have not one, but two members of a household, husband and wife, without incomes. So I know they'll get some whatever payment for the 90 days or whatever the hell when they're released or however long they're no compete is. But still. They're fired. They're pretty much without a job days before, actually a week before Thanksgiving. What the hell? Now, Hit Row Records, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, you know, I got to, I'm going to say a couple things here. It's ridiculous either way to get rid of Hit Row, to get rid of Hit Row Records. Okay. You could say that maybe without BFAB, you know, the act wasn't as, couldn't be the same. And you're right. It couldn't be. But you don't see anything in Isaiah Swerve Scott. This guy's an absolute stud. Ashanti Adonis has got a good look. Uh, Top Dollar's got some athleticism. I will say this. Top Dollar, if you don't know, released an absolute garbage rap on Jinder Mahal. And at first I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, this is like a funny little diss track for the storyline. If you, if you don't know... I didn't watch Raw, but I, I, I caught some of the clips. Jinder Mahal 
and his buddy did some kind of like trope about hip hop, and it was kind of you know, eh, eh, some people thought it was a little racist. Okay. That being said, if you know anything about WWE, you know that pretty much everything is scripted other than maybe the tippity top stars. So it's not like Jinder Mahal was like, hey guys, I want to mock your culture. It was just kind of one of those things where it, it probably rubbed Top Dollar the wrong way. And, you know, rather than, you know, talk to his bosses and say, hey, bro, um, I'm, I'm not cool with this. And, and uh, let's please be a little more sensitive because he has been outspoken on Twitter about racist issues in the past. And I really respect him for that. He did a rap making references to Curry and all this other stuff. And, like, I know he wasn't intending on being, like, you know, offensive to Indians, right? But it it, it was it was cringe at best. That being said, is it a fireable offense when you invested so much TV time in this guy and in Hit Row? Especially even what in the NXT 2.0 initially? No, it's, it's, it's not. I mean, you want to suspend him? Fine. You want to, um, you know, put him on ice for off fight? Hell, you want to fire him? Whatever. I mean, I would have fired him. I think he's a great prospect, but you can you can do that, okay? But to punish Ashante Adonis, who who seems like a, a good prospect, to punish Isaiah Swerve Scott, aka Shane Strickland, who is an absolutely fantastic wrestler, who has come into his own as a personality, who has everything working for him other than his size and the eyes of the roided up scumbag Vince McMahon, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And then you got, of course, Tegan Knox, who, God bless this young woman. Uh, and, and John Marie says here in the comments, I'm more upset about Knox being released because of all the injuries that she overcame back at NXT for one night, then to the main roster with Shotzi, then nothing in release. Total BSC. Yeah, I agree. This poor girl could have easily, easily said, you know what? I'm, d- I'm done with wrestling. Uh, my knee's exploded like probably like four times i think in her career between indies and wwe and god bless this woman she put her heart and soul into coming back she got to the main roster she had a great connection with the fans she had a nice little team going on shotzi and then they break them up and look shotzi is is a potential star for sure but you didn't have to break them up right away and you could have given tegan something something hell you could have reteamed her up with her buddy dakota kai or whatever i don't know do make do something and instead, again, another person they invested a lot of resources and time into in NXT that they just dumped. This poor woman. Now, hopefully, she has her work visa and everything's all straightened out with that. Because if not, then that's going to be a pretty complicated uh, situation unless the promotion is going to hire her, uh, especially around the holidays. And that's just, yeah, heartbreaking. Shane Thorne, talented guy, was talented way before WWE. They just never really did anything with the guy. I think he was in in was he was he in retribution? I think he was in retribution as I don't even remember what what was his name. It was some weird name like back scratcher or I don't know some taint. I don't know some kind of weird creepy inside joke name. I don't I don't know. But he's a really talented guy. And honestly, it sucks that he got released. But I think long term, I think long term, all these talents will be all right. Uh, except for Jackson Riker, because he's a stupid racist that deserves nothing good in life. But other than that, I think all these talents will be okay in the long run. But still, man, it's like, how do you not partially lose your passion for for this industry, right? If you're if you're a wrestler, you put your heart and soul. Like this is just, I don't know, man. I'm not say inhumane. I know it's a business, but this close to the holidays, you can afford to pay these people. Okay, if you really want to be heartless business person for a second and say. We're not doing anything with Shane Thorne. We're not doing anything with the racist. We're not doing anything with Tegan Knox. 
okay, I don't agree with that, but I'm just saying, okay, if you want to be that cold-blooded. But you put a lot of resources and effort into John Morrison, especially the Bad Buddy stuff. Hit Row, hit row. I mean, they were prominently featured week in, week out. Uh, Drake Maverick, you know, a guy who could be used on the main roster in a managerial role instead of the stupid 24-7 stuff. Uh, you know, other than the racist, I think you could have found a, a, a spot for any of these folks to do something useful. And, and this, is a, the, the, this is the thing. Once again, Debbie sends two messages here, or a lot of messages, but two, besides the fact that Vince McMahon's an absolute piece of shit, and so is Kevin Dunn. Two messages, main messages that stick out to me. One, if you're a wrestler, for the love of God, for the love of God, get some type of acting gig. I don't care if it's in a D movie, C movie, whatever. Get your SAG after benefits. Join Screen Actors Guild. Do something. Get your benefits. Have a backup plan. And do not sweat the small stuff. Who gives a crap about if they want to try to bury you or this or that? Because as you see right here, as you've seen within the last year where they've released, between office people and roster people, it's got to be like 100 people. Okay? They're a heartless corporation. They do not care about you. You do what's best for you. That's it. You know, the, we recently celebrated, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero, right? At AEW Full Gear. People want to talk about how Eddie's beloved and this, and he is. And I love Eddie Guerrero. But there's, some, there's a part of the Eddie Guerrero story that they always leave out. That Hardcore Holly told in this book. And I think you guys should check out his book. I think it's called Hardcore Truth. Whatever it is, just look up Hardcore Holly's book on Amazon. It's fantastic. Pay the money. He It was great. Very honest. And he talked about how Eddie Guerrero begged John Laurinaitis back in 2005 for time off. And I, and I could imagine Eddie exhausted match after match begging for time off. Well, you know what? They kept pushing him. They kept pushing him. They kept pushing him. And guess what? Eventually, Eddie died. And he died way too damn young. And yes, he had his health issues. And yes, he took all kinds of shit, I'm sure, throughout his career. But Eddie Guerrero probably should have still been alive. So think about that. And then think about the fact that when you say, well, you know, they took care of his, his wife, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Vicky Guerrero made between forty-five dollars and $80,000 a year in WWE as an on-air figure. Yeah. She could have gotten a job in IT or somewhere in New York or as an account executive and gotten paid that or more. So I just want all wrestlers watching this, or if they're not watching this, but just reading the news, to understand this. They do not care about you. It's WWE is obviously a destination. WWE is obviously a place you can make your money. I know you're living out your dream, and it's beautiful and everything else, but you got to get paid, okay? Don't be a damn mark. Don't be whatever. It's okay to be happy with your job. It's okay to be passionate about wrestling, but don't get jerked around. Just don't. The other thing. WWE is training fans to not give a damn about their TV. Now, not that most fans give a damn about TV week in and week out, right? But how are you supposed to care about NXT? Like, why should I watch NXT? I barely watch NXT right now. I like Broadbreaker. Uh, you know, I like Tony D'Angelo. Lash Legends got they got some great individual prospects, right? But why should I invest my time and energy? Time is money, folks. Watching this more or less crappy show only for you guys to just cut these dudes and do that's loose like like that like that like why should i care you don't care you don't care about long-term booking you don't care about the stories 
you don't care about the narrative. Like, say what you want about AEW. There's absolutely plenty of justified criticism you can make about certain things and, you know, them hiring Jay Lethal and all this other crap. Absolutely. I'm not trying to absolve them of anything. But if there's one thing I will give Tony Khan credit for, whether you like his stories or not, more often than not, they have a payoff. They make sense. They're somewhat logical, like the Hangman Adam Page story, the culmination. I wouldn't have associated him with the Dark Order if it were me. I would have made him more of a bass. Whatever. Point is, they respect their fans. May not be, I may not see the same point of view as some of their fans and what they like and don't like, but they respect their fans. They respect their audience. Why do people love MCU films? Because more often than not, especially if you're somebody that's been following for a long time, they respect the fans. WWE does not respect the fans. They sure as hell respect the wrestlers a hell of a lot less. So, listen, if y'all aren't going to unionize, and by God, you should have unionized by now, then for God's sakes, get your money. Don't accept extra work for no money. I love Xavier Woods. God bless him. But he should have never, ever, ever, ever worked on up up down down he should have never taken that g4 gig or anything unless he knew that he was going to get his bread and if you don't know fightful report that xavier woods is not creating content for up up down and reportedly I don't, I don't think he's even getting really paid from his g4 gig even though g4 is a freaking tv network so think about that think about xavier woods how big of a star he is how hard working he is how great of an upstanding citizen this guy is you know family man, everything, everything you could want in a company representative. And this guy ain't getting that extra money for YouTube and for a brand that he'd outbuilt. Okay. From now on, if you're a wrestler, okay, you might risk losing your job, whatever. You need some equity. If you're in a position where you're a rookie, whatever, you want to cut your teeth, fine. But at some point you got to take a risk and you got to say like, like, screw it. Okay. This isn't a normal job with human resources where you have protections if you get laid off and you got unemployment and everything else and benefits, right? You're an you're technically an independent contractor. Act like one. Let's go to some of the comments here. Uh, United Pro Wrestling says we at UPW enjoy the long hair. Thank you. I'm actually gonna get this cut by my dude uh, Mario on uh, Saturday, so you will see the return of the side part and the shape up very soon. Although. My fiance does want me to grow it long. Maybe one day when I have a hair versus hair match in your arena. Curvin uh, Abreu says, please, DDB, sell the company. First Ring of Honor on this. Yeah, Ring of Honor practically, I don't want to say going out of business, but going on a hiatus for a while. And yeah, it sucks. And oh, yeah, Sean Rossap also says, John Laurinaita cited budget cuts as the reason for this email. Yeah, of course. Of course, because John Laurinaitis. It's also kind of a piece of crap, too. I mean, yeah, he's the messenger, but still. Actually, I don't know. I'll, I'll just say he's the messenger. I don't, I don't like to speak ill of, of people related to, to my favorite wrestler, Brian Danielson. But, he, you know, he, he doesn't look good here. Anybody at the top, right, at top in the top of WWE doesn't look good. All right. Brendan Vasquez says, WWE is the Titanic and the ship is sinking so fast. I'm not going to be surprised if they still – I'm not going to be surprised if they still have NBC. Well, look, here's the thing, man. There's a lot of companies that do a lot of stupid stuff. Uh, the reality is, if there's one thing they've done very well over the years, even though they've left a lot of money on the table, I think, in my opinion, by not creating stars, per se, um, is the fact that they're idiot-proof. Is the fact that they have built a fortress, essentially, where they can't go broke, where they have so many revenue streams, and they've convinced a lot of people who are not as smart as them that, hey, we're creating... And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say that. They, the, as a content factory 
And in terms of social media strategy, as a digital marketer myself, I got to give them props for that. They do great, but they're absolutely shameless. They exploit the talent and they, they don't understand. You know, this is the thing, Tony Khan, Nick Khan, all right, talks about Marvel. And I've talked about this, this example for Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. We want to be like Marvel and Disney and all this other. Okay, that's great. Now, Matt, now imagine if Marvel changed to Iron Man was every year since 2008. Do you think they would have made the kind of money they made on Avengers and all these films? No, no. Okay. You're going to replace a guy like Terrence Howard, you know, whatever. Okay. He, he fumbled the bag. He got Don Shields. Great. But if you replace character after character after character, fans are going to know. They're going to recognize. They're just going to stop giving a damn. Like they get, they don't just get invested in the characters. They get invested in the people who are playing these characters. Okay. You could, you, I, I was not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan, but a lot of fans invested in him. You can't just give his gimmick to somebody else, right? A lot of people like Braun Strowman. You can't just push another big guy who's seven feet tall or whatever and say, hey, he's our new Braun. Now, in the case of Braun Breaker, he's fantastic. I love that guy. But I'm just saying in general, right? You can't replace a CM Punk. You can't replace a John Cena. And I'm not saying the people that have been released over the last few months are CM Punk or John Cena. But I'm just saying you don't know. And a lot of these people have not gotten a fair shake. And... You know, I thought the mid two thousands were bad, where they barely gave people like the Spirit Squad a chance to really get over. Uh, but yeah, this is this is way worse because of the fact that they really have no financial excuse. They really, really have no excuse. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Mr. Loki says, uh, "Shout out to you, man. Hope uh, Thor's doing well." Debbie two K twenty two roster is just going to be Roman and Drew. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I literally got a press release from Debbie two K or from 2K, uh, Take-Two Interactive today. And easy for me to say, right? And that rhymed too. So they emailed me and they talked about all these features, all this stuff. And I found it funny that the screenshot that they sent me was Goldberg. And that with all the stats, it was gold, like 50-something-year-old Goldberg. It kind of made me laugh because Goldberg was already part of an ad campaign for Debbie 2K17 five years ago, six years ago. And so, yeah, I'm looking at the features and like my GM looks cool and they got all this stuff. But I'm thinking, like, how are they going to keep up with all these releases? How are they going to keep up with all these releases? And Brandon also points out, I was shocked when they went and released 18 peeps after two weeks from record high quarter earnings. Yeah. It's BS. Look, this is the thing with combat sports, but MMA or pro wrestling. At the end of the day, a lot of these promoters are scum. Keeping it real for you. That's some news words of promoters. A lot of these promoters are scumbags. A lot of these people don't care about you. A lot of these people damn sure don't care about their talent. They th they treat them like pieces of meat. And just because a person like Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch or whoever had a great experience at Vince or Brian Danielson had a great experience at Vince and that's fine, does not mean it's the norm. The rules are different for everybody. All right? That's the deal. And at the end of the day, WWE, as a pure cold-blooded business, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, in terms of generating revenue, they're run damn well. In terms of running a company that inspires you, that inspires employees, that has good Glassdoor.com ratings, that has um, high employee retention, that has high morale, no. They're absolutely garbage. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Davey's at like a 2.8 or like a 3 on Glassdoor or, or whatever. It's it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. From the people they let walk, 
from the people that they fired, from the people they put on ice. You know, don't forget what they did to Brody Lee and all these guys that wanted to just get out of their contracts and they put them on ice for a while and they froze their contracts or Ray Mysterio get injured, he freezes his contract. It, it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. And I swear at some point, somebody is going to have the cojones, the guts, the whatever to step up to the plate, go to SAG. I don't even, at this point, I don't even blame Zelina Vega. Or I don't blame Zelina Vega for coming back to DDB because I knew that she needed the money. And, and you know, well, I don't know her financial situation, but I'm assuming she came back because she needed to make a living. And, you know, she didn't know when she signed on that they were going to fire Alistair Black. And obviously he landed on his feet in AW. Uh, but, you know, I kudos to her. Like, she at least tried. And, I don't know, more people need to step up. Like, even if you're, if you're Roman Reigns, you're eating pretty well. If you're Seth, you're eating pretty well. But even if you're, like, you know, somebody at the level of those guys, like, you're still leaving a lot of money on the table. You can still get a bigger cut. Yeah, I mean, John Jones in UFC, I don't like him at all as a person, but the guy is definitely underpaid, man. I mean, you can, like, I don't know. It's it's disgusting with these promoters. So all I'm saying is don't cap for promoters or cape for promoters. Uh, don't, don't you know, go go to bat for a promotion or a sports team or, or whatever. All right? If you want to support somebody, support the athletes, support the performers because uh, they're the ones that really need the support. And... Yeah, I hope all the wrestlers that were released tonight uh, land on their feet. I mean, look, I hope, I guess I hope the racist Jackson Riker lands on his feet too. It might be in a prison, but, you know, whatever. At least it'll, it'll be on his feet. But anyway, folks, I want to hear from you. What do you think about this crazy ass news? What do you think about the state of WWE? What do you think about the worst half assed book WWE Survivor Series in history? Let me know. Leave a comment below. I don't even want to say if you enjoyed this update, like, but if you want to support us, like this video. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we'll try to do something for Survivor Series this weekend. Thanksgiving week's a little tight, but, you know, obviously if there's anything breaking breaking like this, we'll, uh, we'll hop on. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, be grateful for what you have. And, uh, yeah, have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. And Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, y'all can.